welcome back to Drawing the Line once again on this beautiful Tuesday night. Today we're going to be talking about another Twitter storm, if there's not enough already. Uh, North Korea launching another missile and then being like, why can't we be friends? And the last palindrome of the century. Are you interested in what a palindrome is? I already know what a palindrome is, I think. You think it's like one of the, it's one of those things where you think you know what it is, but you also are kind of afraid that you're not actually right, and you're like, oh, I totally know what it is, and you go with it until you realize, oh my god, I actually had no idea. Well, you'll have to save your excitement for the very end. Then. All right, I I will I will wait. I, I will be you'll patient. Be, you'll be waiting on every single word. So you know me. Welcome back to Drawing the Line, and first we're going to kick things off with another Twitter spat between Trump and the world. Because apparently this is what you do when you're the president. You fight people on Twitter. You <laughs> fight people on Twitter. Which I guess you could fight people in real life. But I guess Twitter's a better place. Yeah. Than well, I mean, I guess, yeah, a president could fight people. As long as it's not like. That's how. If we decide. If, if we had, like, if we had WWE for yeah. Donald Trump. And he could just fight if people it was, in the ring. Would you, would you take the president if. So Donald Trump versus Joe Biden, WWE, whoever wins is the president. Would you be happy with that? Of course not. Of course not. Because, well, then we would develop a system of government where just the strongest person is, like, supreme. How about just this time? Just one time? Just one time. Just to watch them fight? Yeah. I, don't, I feel like Biden would beat him, dude. Would you I feel like that Biden it? would be very scrappy. I think Biden would be very scrappy. Yeah, I, I guess, okay, one time I would accept it, just, right, just right. once. So in a recent Twitter spat between Trump and none other than Chrissy Teigen, if you remember Chrissy Teigen, she is the model slash wife of John, John Legend. John Legend, yeah. John Legend. So it all began when the president was basically venting about a town hall on criminal justice, which aired on MSNBC on Sunday night, and he tweeted that he was unhappy – that the Republicans weren't getting as much credit in the first stepped act and taking that into law. So he tweets out, I signed it in – wait, I'm sorry. I got it back up. I signed it into yeah, law. Yeah, use your voice, please. <laughs> no one else did. Oh, my voice is not good today. It's okay. Um, and Republicans deserve much credit. <laughs> it's pretty but good. now that it is passed, people that have virtually nothing to do with, the, with it are taking praise. Guys like – Boring magician, musician, boring at, musician, at John Legend, and his filthy mouthed wife are, are talking about how great it is. But I didn't see them around when we needed help getting it passed. Wow, his there you filthy mouth wife. How you, that's how you dro drop the mic, dude. Oh my, filthy mouth wife. Filthy mouth wife. That's pretty. That's kind of mean. It. That's. I mean, for, like, Trump standards. That's a big insult, man. That's – wow. So, Chrissy Teigen tweets back, lol. God, I hate it when people – I hate the word. I hate it's lol. LOL, dude. And it, I hate it's weirder if L – what is it? L-M-A-O? L-M-A-O. I hate that. I hate it when people text that. Look, just because you don't know the, the street I know language, what it is. I know uh, what it stands for. Then you'd be cool with it. But obviously, you just don't know the street language, and you just when you're texting you don't want to get down with it, man. When you're texting me laugh out loud, but you're not actually laughing out loud, it doesn't that, seem very genuine That's very deceitful, actually. That's a yeah. good point. Yeah. Lies. Lies. So she texts, she tweets back, lol, what a P word, A word, B word. All right. <laughs> I think you can understand a what -A she was. P-A-B. I think you can understand what she was trying to say. Tagged everyone but me and honor Mr. President. Legend criticizes Trump, too, saying, Imagine being president of a whole country and spending your Sunday night hate-watching MSNBC, hoping somebody, anybody, oh, will no. praise you. I actually... That's kind of... That's a good burn, that, dude. I think that's a quality burn, because as much as Trump hates msnbc cnn the new york times he's still talking about he, it he's, he's proving that he's watching it do you still. do you think that maybe he's up late at um melania's laying next to him reading a book he, he's, he's up late in the white house sitting oh there like fuming he already MSNBC. knows that they're not going to be in favor of him yeah why but he does still he, wants to watch 
He's still I I can't believe they haven't given me enough credit. Uh, well, well, you know how? those like you know those like motivational like you know a, a ton of music. It's a ton of motivational stuff where it's like, oh man, yeah, the haters. Like I'm all about you know saying forget forget you haters. I'm not gonna use the actual word. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that whole idea of or like I feed off see... I feed off of people's negativity and people's doubt. Or can't see the haters through these shades or something. Exactly, something like that. Something like that. But basically, like I'm too cool for the haters. Right. That's what Trump's doing. He's watching MSNBC. But he's to, not like he's apparently... get energy from it and be like, oh these people hate me, but I'm still the best. <laughs> but I'm still the best. <laughs> Donald Donald doesn't need food. Donald needs negative energy. Fake news. <laughs> fake. <laughs> Donald it feeds off of fake news. The drop of a what's the Kung Fu Panda quote? The drop of a single, the dew from a single gecko leaf. Oh yeah. And the energy <laughs> of the fake news <laughs> will keep me going. That's beautiful. <laughs> so Anthony Scaramucci, Trump's former communications director, who has now dis- disavowed the president on Monday, called this spat between Trump and a celebrity co- couple despicable. And he says, have any of the other presidents in modern, in recent history, modern history, gone after their private citizens, whether they're celebrities or not celebrities? Scaramucci told CNN's Allison Camerato on New Day. So that actually raises a very interesting question. Have any other presidents gone after private citizens? Yes. Well, yes, they have. So let's not pretend that I, I love this. I love this notion that history has begun with Donald Trump. Yeah. Like everything. There's up never until been like a terrible president point, before him, right? Yeah, or a loudmouth president, or whatever. Everything up until this point, every other president's been like super presidential, super professional, super professional, perfect human beings. Yeah, just amazing people. And Trump came along. And he's the oddball. Yeah. He's the oddball. Well, I mean, everyone needs to understand that, like, you know, presidents are people, too. And people tend to do a lot of stupid crap in their so lives. Just and a, Donald Trump's not the exception. Just a little walk down memory lane. We can remember back to the second election in American history between John Adams and Thomas Jefferson in which Jefferson – made the accusation to Adams that Adams was importing importing British prostitutes to sleep with. Wow. And then there's another spat between John Quincy Adams and his running and who he was running against. I can't I can't remember the guy's name. But I believe it was John Quincy was insulted by this other running mate saying that he was the like offborn of a of his mother who slept with a black person. And back then, that was an insult. Sure. So, th- oh, this, pe- people th- play. People play. People have been playing dirty to get right. ahead for so all if, of history. If we want to start talking about have any other presidents attacked private citizens, well, we can go back to the liberals' pride and joy, FDR. F- FDR was basically the, the closest we got to a socialist dictator. Let's not forget that he locked thousands of private citizens in internment camps. Yeah. During World War Two, very messed up. I mean, Let's, it I mean, was it was wartime, and but at still. this and at, at, I think it, within the context of what was going on at the time, like you know, the entire country was very anti-Japanese. So like, I also it, it was a danger for you know Japanese citizens to just be out and about because they could have been subjected to violence. But at the same time. Yeah, very messed up. Don't that's put not, people well, into camps let's, let's just, against their not, will. Against their will. That's you know? not. Yeah, that's not why we locked them in internment camps, right? Well, it's also because the government didn't trust them. Yeah, so. we thought they were a bunch of spies. Which th- there's really no evidence. Well, the to nice say that the they nice were. way to spin it is, oh, we were protecting them. Yeah, from that is the nice. I'm, that I was the, trying to yeah, I was yeah, trying yeah. to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, that's but the nice. One even the quote unquote it. nice way of putting it <laughs> is still very infringing on people's rights and very bad. Let's not forget that FDR also set up private surveillance systems to surveil private citizens. It's wartime, dude. Th- that wasn't nope. during wartime. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was about yeah. to say, in the context of World War II, it makes sense because that's when you don't trust anybody and everyone's a spy. So it doesn't mean that you can infringe on your own citizens' rights. I mean – There's nothing in the Constitution that says because of war – In the Constitution, maybe not, but 
if everyone's cool with it, nobody's, <laughs> if everyone's cool with it, if everyone's like gun ho about the war and like wants to get oh, the spies and stuff, so did, lot, you think people FDR are willing, asked? people are willing to give up freedoms to you know win a war. So do you think FDR asked if he could do this? No, but the no. fact that nobody was like, "Hey, what the heck, man?" No, means people he could were get away like, with. "Hey, what the heck, man?" That's how we know about it because people were like, "What? What are you doing? You can't <laughs> Excuse do that." Excuse you. <laughs> and let's not even forget, even in re- recent history, I mean, we have yeah, define recent history. We have well, she didn't become she didn't become president, but we have Hillary Clinton basically attacking and trying to discredit Monica Lewinsky. We have Obama, who basically used the IRS to try and discredit and keep conservative. Oh yeah, keep conservative organizations away from nonprofit status. So let's let's not pretend that the that history has be began with Trump. That the orange man came to office, and he and ruined is the, everything. Yeah, he is the exception. He's the exception to the rule. Everybody else before that, no, they were they were great people. Let's not let's not forget that Woodrow Wilson was basically a racist. Oh, I yeah. mean, he, he, and he terrible endorsed, person. <laughs> he endorsed eugenics. I know. So, like, come on. Like, come on, man. That, yeah. There, no, there's, and that's the thing is, there's definitely great examples of other presidents that have done either shady stuff or uh, very evil stuff, um, and that's that's been commonplace in our history. But I think, of course, the whole thing with Donald is, you know, at our current point in time where everything is publicized, everything's so easily accessible. And then two, you have basically the entire media against you and you have the entire, like, you know, online presence against you. Like, of course he's going to seem like the worst person on the planet and like basically shadow over all the other presidents. Like that's yeah. basically what, ha- that's what's been happening. And that's while, how they're able to spin this. While I was looking into that, I was, I was also, I was also looking into is, like Trump's attack on the media is that new, and it's not. FDR. This is really back to FDR. I, FDR is one of my least favorite presidents. Like he did some great work during World War II. Other than that, I basically don't like anything else that he did. Interesting. FDR hated the media. He had a good relationship with them beforehand. Mm-hmm. He hated because he was almost a socialist dictator. I mean, sure. he really was. He passed out blue eagles to companies. That favored his policies. That that's uh, I mean, that's, that's scary. <laughs> really sketchy. And he would yeah. reward them with com- with government contracts. That's really sketchy. Yeah. So he he hated the print media. I mean he he thought the print media were just the worst because they would criticize they his. They criticize him, right? And so what he loved to use was the radio because guess who had their fingers in the radio system and basically provided them airtime and licensing. The the government did. Yeah. So he loved the radio because he could control it, could, it. It could be regulated. He could completely control it. And many radio stations have – there are statements by radio station um, executives who say that they tried to stay as far away from criticizing FDR's policies as they could because if they did, there was a good they chance – They would lose their spot on the radio. Yeah. yeah. So, again, this whole notion that history has started – with Donald Trump and he's the worst is just it's just not true. Maybe maybe this him using this new f- platform of media. Well, that's the thing. He is the first president to ma- literally make an ass out of himself on Twitter just about every week. Right. But I think we have plenty of other presidents that have made an ass of them out of themselves many times. I mean, uh, Lyndon B. Johnson went around and he had a nickname for his man part that he would grab. He would hold meetings in his bathroom while he was dropping some logs. Jeez. No joke, dude. <laughs> I mean, oh my God. no joke. Dude, some people, man. <laughs> so it's – yeah, our, our past presidents are pretty fun to look into. Yeah. This whole idea that oh, Trump's so unpresidential. All right. It's like, like I, the concept of presidentiality is, <laughs> yeah. is very relative. <laughs> it, it really is. It really is very relevant. But no, that that's relative. true. I think it is it is good to put everything into perspective, right? Yeah, and like bring to, bring up evidence of like, look, you guys can rat on Donald Trump all day, but look at the history, right? Yeah, don't just make this claim that oh well, this is unprecedented. Never has a president gone after private citizens except for that one time where we locked thousands and thousands in camps. Never, 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 <laughs> never. never. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never read a history book. I've never read a history book <laughs> in my life. So moving on to North Korea. So this is this has been quite recently. This was this morning, mm-hmm. Tuesday morning. 
According to CNN, North Korea launched two unidentified projectiles from South Pyongyang province towards East Sea, also known as the Sea of Japan, on Tuesday morning. South Korea's Joint Chief of Staff, or JCS, said in a statement, well, at least, at least they said that, they said, they said this in a statement, the GCS said that they received warnings of twin launches at 6.53 a.m. and 7.12 a.m. Korean time. They believe to have flown at a maximum of 330 kilometers or 205 miles. Wow. So North Korea is back beating its chest because that is – well, they haven't they're, been in the Well, they're news. very good at that. Well, they haven't been in the news for a while, so we can expect that North Korea well, is good point. basically I mean, it, I mean, it puts them back on the map, right? It's every, all, time, every time they do this, it's people pay attention. About. It's all they care about. And this is what I've been – I've been saying this for a long time. There are two options that you can take with North Korea. You could ignore them, which is the best thing to do, in my opinion. Classic but silent treatment. Th- that's really – Works I mean, that's, every time. That's, <laughs> it would work. It would work. I, yeah, no, no, no. I mean there, there's a reason that they do this all the time. Right. right? They, Kim Jong-un wants to feel like a big boy. Yeah. Right? He wants to come onto the world stage. He wants to feel like, like a big boy. Look at me, guys. I Cause, count. Because he's not. Because his country <laughs> – well, one is a crap hole, and two, I mean, their technological tec- technological power is nothing. And when I say nothing, I'm not like exaggerating. Like yes, yeah. no, they're it's they, abysmal. Yeah, they do not have a very good industrial like economy or anything like that. And no. I mean, it's just yeah, they're very far behind the rest of the world. Very, very far behind. So, second, so we're basically incapable of ignoring them. I mean, it, it, over history, it's it's quite clear that we can't ignore North yeah. Korea. No one's willing to try and do it because it would take like a collective effort. Yeah, I think and no everyone would to have to, but that's no a problem because no. Japan can't. I mean, You're Japan's not Japan's right there. South Korea. South right Korea is right there. Yeah, so America, it's I'm, kind of impossible. And I'm thank God that we love Japan and South Korea, so it's hard for us to ignore it. Second option is, I guess, just fancy it. I mean, you just gotta play along. But that doesn't mean that Trump can go around to these negotiations and speak to one of the worst dictators of our time and say that he's a good dude so or trust his word. So That's true. That, yeah, you, you got to take everything with a he, grain of salt. He poisoned his – his I believe it was his was – it, was it his uncle, I think? I mean, he's killed members of his family. Let's – I mean, he also lies to his people, too. Yeah. Like, let's not – let's call it how it is. We can't treat this guy like he's an actual – well, he's a legitimate leader, but in the civilized – how we treat how we treat the Europeans and the Chinese and the Japanese, the Koreans, even the Russians. We should treat them way nicer than – well, Chinese might be a little bit different. Treat them way nicer than – No, but you got a point. Kim yeah. Jong-un. So yeah, I, I don't like it when Trump is – Almost seeming to, to like be all buddy buddy with yeah him. praise Kim Jong Un like let's remember who this guy is yeah he will do anything to hold on to power including starving his own citizens that's true so let's let's be perfectly honest which sparks this this comes very recently to North Korea actually sending an envoy Cho Sun Hai said in first person statement published Monday so this is before this happened by North Korean state media that North Korea is willing to, and I quote, sit with the U.S. side for comprehensive discussions of the issues we have so far taken up at the time and play and place to be agreed late in place to be agreed in late September. And he goes on to say, I believe that the U.S. side will come out with the proposal geared to the interests of the DPRK and the U.S. is based on the calculation method acceptable to us. Cho said, referring to North Korea by an acronym for the country's formal name, the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, which, well, it's, it's not. So that's, yeah. <laughs> I always, I always it's love. It's not a republic. It's not for the people. It's, it's not a democracy. I, I really love how they do that. They, they, sounds, they like the name. They, they like love the name. It has man. a nice ring to it. They really, they really love the names. It might not ident- they might not, you know, identify with it anymore, but at least, at least it sounds good. Yeah. So we, I mean, what, what North Korea? What North Korea really wants 
is it'll never give up its nuclear weapons. We need to get rid of that. And I hope our administration realizes that Kim Jong Un will never get rid of his nukes. Well, yeah, 100%. I mean it's a huge bargaining chip, right? Yeah, like it, it's, it's how he power. it's how he keeps power. It's exactly. Power. So exactly. he will never he will never give that up. What he really wants is for us to probably lift sanctions. Yeah. Because his largest exporter is China, and even they are starting to push back a little bit. Yeah. So they used to be for North Korea, they could play off of the Chinese power and the Soviet Union. And since the Soviet Union's gone, they've increasingly moved towards China. Like relied on China, right? And so now that China is starting to say, like, hey, you guys are calling us, you guys are causing us a lot of issues and bring a lot of unnecessary attention. Exactly. They've started to deny some of their coal tankers, which is that they, North Korea exports huge amounts of coal and steel. I believe that's that's kind of their top export. So when those start to get taken away, that's a big hit to the Kim regime. The money they have, right? It is. So it's interesting because it comes out and this guy says, oh, well, let's let's talk and be friendly. And I guess North Korea wasn't too excited. Right, right before. Well, maybe, maybe it wanted more attention. Well, I think that's it. I think that's it. They, you know, I mean, the 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 funny way to put it would be like, oh, this is, uh, you know, the double text, right? Yeah, the so, double tax. So, you know, North Korea's like, hey, U.S., let's talk about stuff. Hey, you and up? Then, yeah, and then the U.S. doesn't respond that night, you right, know, because right. they're already asleep and they're going to wake up and respond in the morning. But doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Six in the morning, double text, fires a projectile. <laughs> fires projectile. <laughs> That's funny. That's the double text. I like that. I but like, it, I like it that metaphor. most likely is, you know, attention just to remind everybody, hey, we're North Korea. We have weapons. That's essentially take us seriously. Take us seriously. That's yeah. that's really that's really what it means. I I agree. Here we are. But I, I like I like the double text analogy. Yeah. I really do like the double text analogy. <laughs> North Korea is just that you know that needy boyfriend that won't leave you alone. Yeah. Not even the needy boyfriend, just the guy you met at a bar <laughs> that one time, that one right? Time. That introduced himself and yeah. you said hi back and and you were maybe a little too nervous or awkward to not give him your number. And so now he's But like your girlfriend's you. right there and it's like, give him your number, it's okay. <laughs> and now he keeps double texting. And now you. he double t- boys. <laughs> boys. Never double text. <laughs> the double text is You see the double text? This is this is oh, a side. Great. Now we're going this on is a, a side tangent. tangent. The double text gives the other party all the power. Hundred percent. As if they didn't already have the power. Well, not if you double not if you don't double text. Okay. I'm just saying. I know how against double texting you are. I am adamantly against the double texting. Boys, second thing. This will be my second thing. Oh, gosh. Life you, lessons from Nate. When you, when you talk to a girl and you meet, you meet a girl and you want to ask her for some sort of contact information, don't ask for her Snapchat. Snapchat. <laughs> I knew you were going to say don't that. Don't ask for her Snapchat. I'm not even going to oh explain this one. I knew you were going to say that. It pisses me off. If you want some girl to take you – anyone to take you anyone seriously. Anyone to take you seriously. Oh, my God. If some – I 100% agree with you on that you. one. Thank you. Yeah, come on. We're adults. We're, we're adults here. Thank you. We're not 13-year-olds. Oh, my God. Can I hear your Snapchat? <laughs> no. Go away. Dude, it's what the cool young people do, all right? It's what the cool, it's what the cool, cool young people, people that do. can't afford a cell cell phone service. Yeah, they have got the only iTouch. Commu- it's yeah, still the iTouch. <laughs> they still have their iPod Touch, so they it's can only the only communicate through Snapchat. That's that why. Be, That's you know why. What? That would be a little bit more acceptable <laughs> to me if they were that hip. Oh my god! That they just have. It's like I don't believe in phone carriers. I don't believe. I don't believe in big corporations. <laughs> even though I bought one. Even though I bought an iPhone. From a big corporation. <laughs> exactly. So moving on from that, we have the next round of Democratic National Debates on Thursday. All right. This Thursday, you're going to you going to be up, you're going to come. Party time. Well, we got let's find a different house to watch it. You want to watch it at your house? Yeah, we can do a, a tour day debate. I think that'd be good. A tour du debate. <laughs> as the French people say. As the French say. <laughs> so we watched the last debate at my house and we made that a little bit of a drinking game. Though it was a weeknight, so that was kind of Well, Nate didn't drink. Well, I, I drank a little bit. I was having a good time. Yeah, yeah, I guess you were you were having a good time. I, I drank a good amount. So the next Democratic debate will happen this Thursday around 8. It'll be for about three hours. It'll be held wow, in three Texas. Hours. And this is when all of the 10 candidates will be on stage together. Yeah, like the top 10. The top, the top 10 will be on stage together. 
And if you're wondering who the top ten are, I've got answers. Oh, boy. Let's hear it. So we have Senator Amy Klobuchar, who is holding on by a thread. Yeah, I, I was mean, about to say. Up like 1% of the vote. Yeah. I'm hey, su- she, she made it. She I'm made it to honestly, the top ten. I expected Kirsten Gillibrand to be. Oh, yeah. If I had to choose between Amy Klobuchar and Kirsten Gillibrand as to who would be at here, yeah. I honestly would have picked Kirsten Gillibrand. I did not expect Amy Klobuchar to, to out of right? left field to, yeah. I don't know, jump over the fence. And well, she probably, like, donated another million dollars or something to, like, earn her spot in the debate or something. Well, that's what it's know? all about. They have to meet. You have to she meet just paid some more money. Threshold. Well, you can't. It's actually it's – actually, you have to have a certain number of voter donors in certain states, and they have to be individual voters. Gotcha. Or not voters, donors. You have donors. To like, in, it There's can't just be companies and stuff. It yeah, has yeah. to be, like, actual people, yeah, right? Yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of different things you have to Dude, do. Dude, that's why, literally, I'm not joking. Like, every day or every two days, I get an email from Bernie. Yeah, and he's like, up for that ice cream. Get your, get your Green New Deal sticker if you donate a dollar. <laughs> I looked at the Green New Deal sticker. It wasn't that good. Really? Anymore. I haven't even looked at the sticker because I'm I like. I got the squad sticker in. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah, I got that, that That's a in. good one. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, I got, I got that one. Uh, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create, like, a collection of left um merchandise of left merchandise I think that'd be pretty cool yeah dude you have can, a little shrine you Should, could drive a shrine oh yes Ooh, that would be good that would be awesome from past oh i might i really i'm i might do that so amy klobuchar cory booker who is also barely holding on a little bit better though pete Buttigieg, barely holding on yeah bernie sanders he's in the top three the we got boy. joe biden top three we got Elizabeth Warren top three, which what's really interesting is on the seating arrangements. We got Joe Biden in the middle, and Bernie and Warren next to him. Yeah. So all attention is on those three. Let's oh, be it's honest. On the middle. Yeah. Let's be honest. So then after that we have Kamala Harris, who is just the worst. That's that. You know what? That's really all I have to say to about her. Our boy Andrew Yang. Oh he yeah. He made it. Good guy Yang. He made it. He survived, dude. I think it's because he is a moderate liberal. And he also seems like really cool, and he also like is a guy in tech. So like, I don't, he seems very relatable yeah, to well, like younger people, right? Uh, I would have called him a moderate, but after that climate town hall, I I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he did not seem like a moderate. I mean, maybe kind of maybe stuff. not a complete moderate, yeah. but like, I mean, he he's one of the most reasonable guys out there. He is reasonable, which is why I think he still is holding on. Yeah, he, because he is reasonable. people are willing to support. He seems like to that. keep growing in the polls. I mean, he's at like some polls give him at like 3%, which is a lot better than like Amy Klobuchar and all That's these. What other. I'm saying. He, it goes to show if, you don't talk during the first debate. Yeah, you do you don't better. talk at all. <laughs> you do. He honestly, that's what happened. Yeah, that's honestly what happened. He, he didn't talk. Talked. Everyone felt bad for him. He only talked for like a minute and a half. And that's and why they donated. Increased. Yeah. God. And then we have Beto O'Rourke, which I don't understand why he's still around. He's still somehow here. He's getting donors somehow, dude. Somehow, after his basically his entire campaign is America was a founded on crap. Was founded on being terrible you're terrible so therefore vote for me <laughs> that's um, great and everything sucks everything you suck you our country suck. sucks <laughs> vote for me but i, I do not suck the only the, the only penance that the only way of forgiveness is through me that's right he's like jesus <laughs> <laughs> what okay well yeah yeah all right i mean he he at least he he wants to be so and last but not least former housing and urban development Secretary Julian Castro, which I'm not too surprised that he's still here. Not too surprised that he's still around. So what will be discussed, you ask? Well, we can we can only assume, but judging by recent events, uh, 100% gun gun crime and gun control. That'll obviously be oh, that'll be a huge one. In which in which Beto O'Rourke will say there will be a mandatory buyback of all of all guns, which is weird. Because I don't know how you mandatorily buy something back. It's like, hey, sell me you, your TV. You show up, yeah, you, with a gun. Yeah, <laughs> you, you point sh- a gun at someone like, hey, sell me your TV. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> I, I'll do it. You, you sure you don't yeah, want to? You it? just go to everyone's house and you're just like, uh, open your gun safe. Here's here's a couple grand. Bye. <laughs> that's I, that's. And they say no. Well, you can't. After that, climate change will obviously will obviously come up. They just held that long. Democratic town hall on climate change. Hours, that'll, man. That'll definitely that'll definitely come up. And I'm sure the other basic the basic talking points, healthcare, 
immigration, Donald Trump being the worst. Yep. That'll obviously what, what you all would expect. be there. What, what, what you would expect. But I think I think you do have a good point about how there's going to be a lot more focus with gun control, especially oh, yeah. with all the recent shootings yeah, that have happened. Definitely. Like, this is going to be – that's going to be probably the first topic. If And if it's not the first one, it's going to be the biggest one. Yeah. Yeah. And so what, what to expect, or at least what are my predictions from all of this? You can expect not much out of mo- most of the candidates, to be perfectly honest with you. A lot of the kind of C-list candidates, Klobuchar, Booker, Buttigieg, O'Rourke, they're all hoping to st- to just cling on. Yeah. And maybe Joe Biden loses some points, and maybe they can pick that up. Yeah, take, honestly, take some of the points that he loses or something. Honestly, if Joe Biden starts losing points, then they're going to go to Warren, in my opinion. Probably. I don't think that – I don't think – I think Kamala Harris is done. Yeah, I agree. I, I, you, have a, she you have a good point. I mean, some, after the second debate, I mean, she was kind of she she done from there. After yeah. she got destroyed by Tulsi Gabbard, that was it. Yeah. I mean, that, that, was, her, that was her campaign because everyone just kind of treated her with kitty gloves, and Tulsi Gabbard didn't, and that basically destroyed her. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because once, once, her history Once your own party turns on you, like, that's, that's bad news. And yeah. I, I mean, that's just bad news for you in the polls, too. Yeah. So you can obviously expect all the candidates to go after Joe Biden. Because he's the one they have to get points. He's from. the big guy. Yeah, he's the big boy. And so, who is in second place is up in the air. I, I am of the opinion that it's Warren. That's that's who I am of the opinion. Uh, the opinion on. And well, we, of course, and we I mean can, polls change, and polls aren't right. always accurate. Too. So if we look at the most the most recent polls taken, even latest, even today from Politico, it's got Warren. It's got well, it's got Biden at thirty three, Warren at sixteen, Sanders at twenty one. Harris trailing at seven. But if you look at other polls, such as the ABC Newswatch poll, it has Bernie and Warren basically tied, and some even have Warren ahead of Sanders. So they're kind I'm, of all I'm over sure the place. I'm sure it's very much of a toss-up between the two. But I think if the Democratic Party had to choose right now between Warren and Sanders, I think it'd be Warren. I think it'd be Warren, right? I think it'd be Warren. I think people are, are getting a little crazy, a little tired of the Bernie Sanders crazy old guy ran old, crazy old man bernie I mean, that's, that's right that's yeah because <laughs> image means a lot image means a lot image now. is huge yeah so the whole like crazy hair kooky eyed like democratic should, socialist where's your tinfoil guy <laughs> yeah it doesn't look doesn't really look that appealing. yeah where's the tinfoil hat that's the missing piece now let's remember warren has if the any candidate has been treated with kitty gloves is warren okay i see 100 percent. yeah 100 percent. i could agree with that and sh- the great thing is if she runs against Trump, she's easy to knock down. I mean, she is she's wrote books that contradicted her own policies now. Yeah. She there's rumors it's floating around that she's talking with Hillary Clinton. Oh, really? Yeah. If if they want to if Trump if that's true and Trump can market Elizabeth Warren as being basically Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton 2.0. I, I don't know what gets Republicans it, out more. Yeah, it might not it might not even be a competition at that point. Yeah, I mean you gotta, it, but it's hard, man. I mean Biden is is gaffing all over the place. He doesn't seem that he's mentally there to be handling Trump, and honestly, he doesn't have the charisma. He, That's true. I mean, you got Donald Trump up there. He just had a rally last night. I'm gonna talk about I'm gonna talk about why why he had a rally last night here in a minute. But he had a rally last night, and he gets up there, and he's. I mean, he's Trump. I mean, he's. It's a basically almost com- comical act, in which comical he gets act. fired up, and feeds off the crowd. Where Biden kind of wants to sit down and have a long chat very with calm. a cup of tea. Yes. So, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting dichotomy almost between Warren and Biden. It's true. But I think right now, if we had to rank it right now, it goes Biden number one. Then Warren, then Bernie. I would agree with that. I think. Yeah. I think. I think Bernie is fading away. And I saw that even when he first started. I was like, if there, Bernie, like, yeah, he came back for another another shot at being elected. If Bernie didn't win, I don't know. Yeah, if Bernie didn't win twenty sixteen. He wasn't going to win. I agree. I think if they had actually put up Warren in twenty sixteen instead of Clinton, they much they might have won. Yeah, you got a point. I think they might. I think they might have won in. 2016. So why did Trump actually come down? This actually raises the question that we've been talking about. Uh, Can yes. Let the these people, people actually beat Trump? So we had in North Carolina, Special District 9, 
and I don't remember the other district. There was a couple other districts. It was like two other districts. We had our big race today between Dan Bishop, the Republican, and Dan McCready. Now, there's two other candidates, one for the Green Party, and I think one, one for, for Libertarian. Libertarian, but hey, you don't really. But we know the two Dans are the important Dans. Yeah, the important Dans, which I think is hilarious. But it's really interesting because we have Dan Bishop, who is a just a classic – a classic Republican, classic conservative, anti-abortion, pro-NRA, pro-Trump. And we have Dan McCready, who is a moderate. I mean, he really – he's a, he, he's he a liberal. A he's a classic, classic liberal. He was a – he was a Marine, so he's got that going for him. I mean – He was a Marine, small businessman, I think. Yeah. So – and I think he's a, I think he's a reasonable – I think he's a reasonable dude. I think both – I think both the candidates are reasonable. So lots of people have been saying that this is going to be some sort of bellwether race that oh, from I've heard this the same thing. we'll be yeah. able to gauge how twenty twenty is going to go down. So first off, no, I, I find mean, that hard to believe. Yeah, like, that's really I, hard to believe. I was listening to someone talk about how you know this this election that's happening today. How you know it's going to reflect on twenty twenty, but it's going to reflect how the entire house is going to turn in twenty twenty. And I was like. You can't make that claim. Yeah, I would definitely be careful. Now, will it be telling? Yes, because there's a couple things that could happen. If because our district went like dark red to Trump in 2016. Sure. And why we're having a special election is because some Republicans conducted voter fraud. Voter fraud. Voter yeah. fraud, which is actually a lot more common than people like to admit. This happens a lot, especially. Oh no, yeah. There's there's a t- there's a lot, especially with California. Yeah. So yeah. Why do you think Arnold Schwarzenegger has like that whole campaign against gerrymandering and yeah, voter fraud? It, it runs. It runs both ways. To be, it, it definitely. Well, runs regardless, both ways. It, it is commonplace and it's very messed up. Yeah, and we don't have we don't have laws, and it's a simple fix too. It's a super simple fix. Like you you have to turn in your ballot. Yeah. Not you you have to sign and mail your ballot. Don't. Give your ballot to another person to have them fill out. No, that should be you, no. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't do that. Yeah, you should. You should realize. Oh wait, if I'm not the one putting my opinions down, that's dangerous. And there has to be ownership on the person actually handing over the ballots. That's true. So I mean, it's like it's like hiring a, a hitman. You don't. The hitman isn't just charged. The person who paid the hitman to go and kill someone is also charged. <laughs> they are also guilty. They are also guilty. So, but this this could be it could be telling about the message that Trump is giving. Now, I think Trump had a phenomenal speech last night. I think he did almost everything well. I think the there was the greatest hits of, of Trump. I think he did a well. I think he did a great job, like speech wise and motivationally wise. But uh, just to give it the other side, there was also a, a news story on. I want to say it was NBC. But it was talking about how in that speech he had like over sixty false statements oh, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, let's not. But yeah, I, I so, mean, yeah, so I totally. His, his speech wasn't hundred percent factually accurate, but he still does a great job delivering he hit the a speech. Main point. He hit the economy's doing great. He hit um, the crazy squad, and I mean, so he, he hits the. I mean, main he he does points. he does what he needs to do to right. inspire the crowd that he has. Exactly. Right. So exactly. I mean, it might not be factually accurate, which is not great but at the same time he's doing what he came to do which is i mean politics is not about let's let's not pretend politics is about being factually accurate. yeah sometimes days. you gotta lie yeah and that's I mean, okay <laughs> not it's not okay it's not okay but they, they do it so they do this will be interesting because if bishop wins then we can see that trump's one trump actually coming down to north carolina to speak might have had some effect and two possibly yeah it too, it could show the resilience of the Republican Party that we weren't discouraged by losing the House. Mm-hmm. It could show that. But if Back McCready wins, yeah. then it could show the power of a moderate candidate. Well, that, well that's what I was going to say. Is like on the other side, you know, McCready is very much moderate, and especially like how the political spectrum is now, like. You know, traditionally he might be considered a liberal, but I think compared to other liberals that are out there right now, he's much more moderate oh, yeah, than anything we've seen in a long time. I so agree. I think it does go to show if he gets elected, 
and like because people realize he is a dead set moderate and like so he's trying to appeal to as much people as possible and he's doing i think he did a great job of it um but at the end of the day yeah if he does win it kind of goes to show that you know a moderate candidate can actually have an impact and actually win the vote which cuts against elizabeth warren exactly i mean really and cuts against the entire progressive leftist base of the democratic well yeah the, the basically the far left right right so moving moving from that into pop culture, I found an interesting an interesting little article of a man who has visited fifteen thousand and fifty yeah fifteen thousand sixty one Starbuckses. Dear Lord, dear, God. <laughs> I didn't even know there was that many Starbucks that existed, man. So according to CNN, visiting every Starbucks on the planet takes dedication, patience, and a serious caffeine addiction. A man who said his legal name is Winter has visited at least 15,061 Starbucks locations on four continents since 19, yeah, 1997. And what started as a quest for espresso became a ticket to the world. So he says, I call it an extreme hobby. So this man basically on weekends would go and visit Starbucks. And I did the math. Oh, really? Okay. I did the math. You'd have to visit two Starbucks a day for 22 years. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. That is insane. I mean, the, I'm, I guess it's a fun hobby. Sure. <laughs> like, you get to travel, which is cool. So he said that he thought it would be a lot easier when Starbucks kind of first opened and there was only like 1,000 locations. So he thought it would be a lot easier. Now, there's 30,000. Oh, so he's not even ha- – well, he's just about halfway there now. Yeah. After 22 years. Jeez. If he completes it – I. He can die happy. Wow. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Yeah, that's impressive, man. And that's interesting that he has a day job, and it's like this is like a weekend thing. Someone told me that there's a Starbucks in Langley that he might not be able to get access to. No. That's unfortunate. If he he gets all the way to (laughs) 29,999, and the CIA won't let him go to that last Starbucks, we're picketing. Yeah, yeah. So we we gotta the protest the CIA until just let the man get a cup that's of coffee. That's a noble man. <laughs> protest right there. Seriously, I think that's noble. That's hilarious. So when asked what he thinks about Starbucks now, he says it's hard to talk about a favorite Starbucks item because I don't enjoy the taste of Starbucks anymore. Oh no, it's either tolerably or okay, but it's never good or great coffee anymore. Well, that's just sad. That is. <laughs> That is quite well, sad. I wonder what happens when you go to like 15, of them. when you go to 14 a week, 14, 15 a week, 15,000 Starbucks stores later. Yeah, it's probably not going to taste that great. And if you're just doing it on the weekends, that's like 14, 15 in two days, in two days. Yeah, he's got to get back to his Monday, Friday, man. That's I hope he works remotely or something. <laughs> I <laughs> Honestly, mean, I, he needs to explain how he does all this traveling on weekends. Now, of course, he just claims this. I. I would like to see some proof, to be perfectly Ooh, honest. I don't know how you could prove it. Just take a picture at every Starbucks. Well, it's too late now. Yeah, too late now. I, but I would have liked to see some proof. But if this is true, that's incredible. That, that is amazing. It's like it's like your Chipotle thing we were talking about yesterday. Like how much money has Nate spent at Chipotle? Yeah. How much money has this guy spent at Starbucks? A lot. He's probably half of the company's revenue. At a minimum. So if he went visited 15060 and then probably the cheapest, like, Thing you can get to Starbucks is maybe two, two dollars. Uh, I was gonna say like four dollars, but yeah, no, it's not. It's you can get like an iced coffee for like three. But that's if you're getting the cheapest thing. Like if you're going to fifteen thousand stores, you you're gonna try up. everything. Right? I agree. You gotta you you gotta mix it up. So anywhere from like two dollars to like fifteen dollars. And the try. Oh god, this is an expensive hobby. Like yeah, he's he's been shelling out some dough, man. So moving moving on from that, we move into the CICO diet. Now, Ooh, many of you I think I've heard be, of this. You might be wondering what new and special diet has. What the, is going to sweep the nation? What, what and will sweep change the, the lives of everyone? What nuanced diet has appeared? Well, according to health.com, take a deep breath and dive into the weight loss forums of Reddit because the resuscitude of all wonderful things. Oh, the Reddit. I'm sure the weight loss forums on Reddit are the best places to find terrible advice. So, what the CICSO. First, so a couple Reddit users have written, for years I actually thought that losing weight requires vigorous exercise and eating nothing but tilapia, broccoli, and spinach. How wrong I was. Well, that's what The Rock does. So, I mean, 
that that's some that's, that's some true so, something works if if the rock does it another another user said cico will work regardless of what you're eating junk food healthy food fancy food cheap food it doesn't matter cico is essentially the only thing that matters when it comes to weight loss okay so what is cico are you ready sure the acronym stands for calories in calories out and it's exactly what you think it is oh yeah so it's just standard calorie counting yes and this is a huge new phenomenon yes i'm like i'm confused why they're labeling it a diet like isn't this how it's not a diet it's it's called math i feel like it's called living too it's called existence kind of kind of what we do it's called atp production yeah i'm confused why this is a diet i don't know i mean hey if you have to brand it as like you have to give it an acronym you have to brand it as like a diet like if you have to just put it out there and basically explain to people like figure out a way to get to like educate people and say all right if you actually want to lose weight it's about intake and it's about energy expenditure if and if that's how you have to put it if you have to like market it as like something fancy i'm i'm for it because that's just helping to educate people on what they actually need to do to lose weight now of course this raises a lot of problems which is not all food is created equal well yeah of course if i need to have a 2000 calorie diet and i eat 15000 calories from crispy cream donuts <laughs> i mean you'll lose weight <laughs> you'll lose weight but you might get diabetes your your body will fall apart yeah um, <laughs> your body will fall apart and yeah it will not work as the well oiled system it should um but I, I honestly at the end of the day it is just energy expenditure so if you're if you're balancing your calories and your macros even if it's terrible food for you you will lose or gain weight it's just how will your body react to the type of food you're yeah, eating? Probably not so well. Fit. I would love to eat 15,000 calories of fresh off the press Krispy Kreme donuts every day. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, hey, not, hey oh. dirty bulking. It's almost bulking season. You know what yeah, that means? You can eat season. whatever you want. That's really not As what long means. as it is more calories than you're supposed to be eating in a day. I don't think that that's <laughs> what you should be doing. As long as you eat more than 3,000 calories – it can be whatever you want. I heard some Chipotle great advice. every meal. I heard a great some a great advice for gaining weight. It was like, eat two cups of of brown rice. Eat till you can't eat anymore. Walk around, then come back and sit down anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. It was like, well, yeah, that's calories. All right, man. that's great, man. All that's right. good. So into kind of the home stretch of today's podcast. According to the New York Times, Nancy Skinner, who was elected to the state senate three years ago produced a bill that would allow the college athletes in California to be paid for their use of name, image, and likeness. They so apparently so basket basketball, swimmers, baseball, football oh. would be able to cut marketing deals. Sure. So that, this is that been, actually that actually makes sense, man. So this is it's been called the Fair Pay to Play Act, in which Skinner wrote with Stephen Bradford, a fellow Democrat in the state senate of California cleared the state assembly on monday by a vote of 72 to 0 with support from civil rights activists and free market proponents a version of the bill has already cleared the senate so it looks like this is going to come into effect but this also raises so i'm i'm not opposed to so i'm not necessarily opposed yeah sorry no no go go ahead go ahead what what is you go ahead okay fine i'll go first so um, I guess just from hearing the surface level information about this, cause I have not heard of it yet. Um, I would say that I'm, it's not that I'm opposed to it, but I can also see how it's can be dangerous, right? Because, well, the first thing is, is it's at surface level. It sounds great, right? Because it's like, Oh, these kids are going to college and these colleges are making millions of dollars off football programs and basketball programs, and they don't have to pay these kids anything. Right. Right. And so they can pocket it all. It's like a billion dollar. It's a couple billion dollar industry. Oh, it's huge. College sports is awesome. So at service value, it's like, all right, cool. Yeah, that's a great way for college athletes to make some money. But at the same time, I think people also seem to forget like the amount of benefits that college athletes do get that they like don't really get that don't really get publicized, right? Because they get scholarships, or at least most of them get scholarships. In these big programs, you get a full ride. You get stipends. Like they essentially will pay the athletes to play on their team. Yeah, if, the, if anyone if knows, it's a big program, if anyone knows about treating college athletes, oh man, fairly. yeah, not not <laughs> to mention <laughs> cough cough UNC cough cough great school, but you guys are idiots. Oh man, if people don't know, a couple years ago UNC got in big big trouble for letting some of their 
college athletes take i think it was african-american studies classes where it was essentially you write your name on a piece of paper and you get an a yeah um just to try and keep them in school to keep them to keep their gpas up and to keep unc looking all great we're smart and we're good at sports and and we almost lost our ncaa license for a couple years and that would have been bad because we would have not won our national championship so yeah i remember that yeah people are stupid man and it brings up a lot of other questions too because if this was a blanket law for the entire nation i'm probably in favor to be honest okay yeah i was gonna say what what's your opinion if this is just for a section in California, yeah, bad. That's because, dangerous. Yeah, that's a good point. Because colleges can just go around and pay other players to be on their team. Yeah, and that's the what I'm other saying. California colleges, gets like leverage now, yeah, right? Yeah, and the other colleges that can't do that are going to be less popular. Are way less. Not even less. They just won't have, just won't have good players. That's I it. mean, they'll still – like, there's only so many schools in California. There's only so many good programs in California. So, I still think there will be good players. But, of course, people are going to be fighting for, you know, a well, California school where they can pick, get marketing right? deals yeah. and get money. Exactly. They'll get top pick. Sure. Of everything. So, it's like – well, I mean, an- another, another, another instance is if – if the athletes signed on with marketing deals with companies that are contrary to the NCAA's like rules, so if an athlete signed on with like a casino or a marijuana oh. distributor, yeah. So what's the? That's a good point. The law doesn't doesn't seem. Does the law to, not include that? Yeah, it doesn't doesn't seem to to say anything about that. And this article goes on to say, well, what about international students whose F one visas largely restrict them from off campus employment? Oh, so that is also another I concern. Mean, so while this seems like a good intention law, for me, unless it's blanket across the entire nation, it's dangerous. Yeah. And even if it's blanket across the entire nation, what's to stop like Alabama, who's got or South Carolina, who's got oogles of money, just paying whoever. Yeah. I mean, what's th- they would be. I mean, yeah, they could, uh, as long as they have the money for it. Like, right, exactly. They can and pay for whatever. It just comes down which to I how mean, much money they can raise. It's already kind of how it is, because those big schools, like, they provide, they're a, they have so much money that they're able to provide, like, the re- most ridiculous amount of incentives yeah, to have all the top incentives. recruits to come. But now you get, like, this amazing, like, program experience, like, free stuff. All this, like, literally anything you could ask for, plus some money for your savings yeah, account. you get paid. Yeah. So, well, Bernie Sanders tweets out, college athletes are workers. Pay them. Which I thought was really funny because this is the same guy that says, if we are a nation that can pay baseball players hundreds of millions of dollars, don't tell me we can't afford to pay teachers the salaries they deserve. So that's a little contradictory. Pay college athletes a lot of money. But I have a problem when you pay professional athletes a lot of money. <laughs> oh it's like – all right, Bernie. Now, now we know. Now we're getting a little. He just, he just wants the young people to be like, man, Bernie, you a good guy. That's, that's essentially the point. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they hate college athletes. But, but, once but don't they, pay them too much. But once they leave college, no, no, they no can't money, get paid. no money. <laughs> I'll take all their money. So wrapping it up for today, we get to talk about the how do you pronounce it? the palindrome? Palindrome. Palindrome. Yeah. Which is an occurrence. This will be the last one of our century, in which the if you read the days of the week, the date from right to left, it's the same from left to right. Okay, that's, that's what I, it is. I thought that's what a palindrome was. Yeah, so it's like nine, ten, nineteen, and if you read that in reverse and basically move the numbers one over, then you get nine, ten, nineteen. I mean, you can read it. Yeah, palindrome. You read it both ways. Yeah, and we only have ways. that for nine days. Yeah, dude. Gosh. Or ten days, I guess. We're living, dude. It's this is history, man. Should we throw? We're a gonna party? look back on this when we're eighty. And we're gonna be like, whoa! I, I remember when Die. I was there for the palindrome. <laughs> I remember the palindrome. Should we throw a, a palindrome party where we just have like, palindrome party up on up on walls? We have a bunch of palindromes like mom, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking race dad. car, but mom and dad. Oh, race car is good. Race car is good. That's like the first thing that pops in my head when I think palindrome is race car. It's got to be super simple. Bob. Mom, Dad, <laughs> Bob. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I think, I think that would Yes, be. that would be a great theme. I think that would be a great theme. So wrapping it up for today, we got sponsors. All right. So you want to go first? Or you want me to yeah, go first? sure. So 
Yeah. So today I will be sponsored by um, a couple podcasts I've started listening to um, because who who would have thought, you know, instead of just making your own podcast, you should probably also listen to other people's podcasts and see what other people have to say to people that are a lot smarter than you. Yeah, because you can try and do that on a regular learn things. (laughs) Oh, weird. Yeah, no, interesting. Learning. Oh, man, I thought I thought I didn't have to do that anymore. Learning didn't stop when I got out of when I got out of college. Dang. That honestly, that's a tragedy. That basically that basically is a huge drop off in the number of books read. From in college to oh, I believe college. it. Yeah, huge I mean, drop. I mean, my my number went from zero to one. Actually, I read hey. one. I read one book after leaving college. Wow! And I didn't read any in college. Was that, was that the Kiss book or what? what no, book no. Oh, read? so I read two. I oh, read. Two. All right. One of my side sponsors is The Dirt by Motley, like the Motley Crue okay, biography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually really good. It's really messed up, but it's really good. And it's just crazy to read. I'm sure um, it is. It's a wild ride. Um, but yeah, I read that and I read a book by Ben Shapiro. So, oh, you read the, um, the right side of history, the right side of history. Yeah. Okay. So those are my little side sponsors, but my main sponsors today are some new podcasts I'm looking into. So the first one's pod save America, which is a super popular liberal podcast. Right. Um, it's good. It's all right. Um, they just kind of bash Trump the whole time. That's At least the episodes I've listened to so far, a lot of Trump bashing. I was yeah. kind of hoping they'd talk about more stuff than just Trump, but yeah, they don't. I don't know. Maybe I need to, maybe I, I need to listen to a little bit guys, more, though. but not bad. Not bad. Definitely very reasonable. Yeah, I think they are reasonable. So I like the guys for sure. Um, and they also have like 20 ads an episode. Oh my God. So I'm wondering how much money they're making. <laughs> <laughs> That's a um, wow. and then the, the second podcast, which I'm, this is kind of a, bittersweet podcast is the raging moderate you're the one that actually recommended oh, that yeah. one to me so i've listened to a good amount of episodes from them already because they're pretty short yeah they and are. they're just like one topic a piece and you can like listen to them in little bites um but he's he hasn't recorded since april oh yeah damn. yeah he's so off the air well he was on facebook and he said he was taking a break for a couple months uh, okay. so hopefully he's back but i actually really appreciated it because he would he would take like you know controversial ish views and like show both sides of it and like basically say neither neither party's right and guess guess what that's generally the case with everything because everyone's going to skew it in their perspective but he would say both sides and he would be like this is the facts and i was like i like this guy oh this guy right here yeah he uses facts facts and body (laughs) my favorite all right nate what are what are your sponsors for today? my sponsor is the golden spurtle the Golden Spurtle. Yeah. For those who do not know, the Golden Spurtle is uh, the name of Nate's GMC Acadia. Acadia, that's yeah, right. Two thousand eight GMC mom car. Mom car. It's that's the car a good way that to put you it. load up your kids to go go to soccer practice or hockey or something, whatever, whatever practice you go to. So, at work, I only get a thirty minute lunch break, and Chipotle is twelve minutes away. Oh wow! I ordered online. Oh okay, so you're good. You're online. good. Yeah. Sprinted in <laughs> in the golden spurtle from my work to Chipotle. Got Chipotle. They didn't even have guac. I didn't even care. Scarfed it down. At the Chipotle? At the Chipotle. Wow. Got back in the golden spurtle. Zoomed back across town. Made it back in time. Wow. So, yeah, because if you do the math, like 12-minute drive there and back, 24 minutes, you got six minutes to get in between – the building and your car and then chipotle and your it was car more of like 12 minutes there like nine or ten minutes back okay so you had a little bit of wiggle room i had a little bit of wiggle room but yeah eating a whole chipotle burrito in under five minutes is uh it's a pretty it's pretty speedy yeah it was not that it was it was only like i only had it with like the single chicken okay and then not extra rice so it wasn't the size of a small baby no no it wasn't a classic nate <laughs> the classic nate small it baby it size burrito classic. it wasn't the classic so but they had wow. all the ingredients except guac, but I didn't even care. I just ate it all. That's amazing. I'm I'm glad I'm glad you're really working on your efficiency. It's impressive. Yeah, it is. It and is. And think about it. You're gonna become like an expert at getting through the city quickly. And dangerously. <laughs> da- not the okay, I don't want the, uh, maybe not the dangerously part, but uh yeah, I don't know if that's <laughs> I don't know if this is a good thing. So just uh just to wrap things up, a couple little updates on us. Drop the website today. That's right. Website is live. Website is live. I'll post the link in our Facebook. I'll post it in our Instagram. I'll post it everywhere. You'll see it. It's gonna be. It's gonna be good. 
That's right. Good. I'm excited. We're we're super official now. So, uh, just to explain the website a little bit, so it's called the Weekly Z, and it's going to be more of a hub than anything. So we're going to use it as a hub for not only the podcast but also for articles that we are going to be writing. Um, a number of us, not just the two of us in the show, but right. we have a couple people writing articles for us. So we're just going to use it as like a, a nice news source, podcast hub. So kind of just a, your, your go-to for everything, for everything, uh, I don't know, Nate Dragon. Yeah, from Every, well, everything from me. Everything Generation Z, that's right. A lot from me, but from other people. <laughs> it's me, but some other people too. There's some other people too. Nice. So that'll be we'll we'll post that up. That's right. We'll exciting stuff. Up. Really exciting stuff. Really exciting stuff. So that being said, everybody have a safe night. I will be back at it again on Thursday, so we can all look forward to that. With that, we'll see you again. We'll see you again next time. That's right. Take care, everybody. Drive safe. Don't do drugs. 